Do you have any tickets for the shuttle? <laughs> Listen, all you New Yorkers. I mean, the reason I live in New York City is because it's the loudest city on the planet Earth. So loud, I never have to listen to any of the shit that's going on in my head. Yankees suck! Yankees suck! Three-run home run for Bucky Den. The Yankees now lead by a score, three to two. The Red Sox never let you down. How do you like them apples? Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to Podcast History. You are, <laughs> you are listening to The Shuttle. Do you have any tickets for The Shuttle? The first ever inaugural podcast featuring all the anguish, joy, and rivalry that is Boston versus New York. Did I describe that well? You did. Pretty good. Uh, yeah, it's a work in progress. Um, so this is David Yaz. I am uh, a Boston guy. I am uh, the former publisher of Massachusetts Lawyers Weekly, and I have another day job now that's too boring to explain for the moment. I'm joined by my college roommate, friend, sometimes rival, mm. Michael Wolf. You might know him from uh, his spell at GQ magazine or perhaps at the O, the Oprah magazine, a Thank bunch you. of other failed uh, print <laughs> publications. I can't remember all of them right now, but they, they all are a lot. Rolling Stone, you spent yep. some time at Rolling a little Stone. A little bit of time. Right. But mm-hmm. you probably know him for his um, legendary digital fame oh, as yeah. the author of the mm-hmm. Too Lazy to Write a Book blog. Thank you. Which, uh, Thank you. Which, and of course, the, forty people have read in its entirety. Well, since except it's for the groundbreaking installment of ways to survive a bar mitzvah <laughs> in soulless uh, suburban New York. Was that what it was called? Minutes of Fame. It was the the uh, indispensably honest guide to attending a bar mitzvah. And what? And so I remember there was one thing in there. Mm-hmm. I think the most notice, notice, notable line was the, um, the all the girls are dressed like. Uh, tramps. <laughs> All the women were uh, dressed in beautiful dresses from Neiman Marcus and Saks Fifth Avenue. And all the teenage girls are dressed like hookers. The teens yeah. are dressed like hookers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Which is always an uncomfortable dynamic. There comes a time, I think, in every man's life where he begins the, uh, a series of double takes. That double take of looking that there's an attractive woman Ooh, in the corner of my eye. Dave, don't go there. Da- don't I- go there. Listen, we have a solution to this problem, and that is mm-hmm. to say, good Lord, that person is 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 too far too young. And then you correct. You correct. Mm-hmm. Oh, come on. I'm disturbed by the nature of well, this intro. Absolutely fine. disturbed. Fine. But nonetheless, why are we here? We're here because... Um, to You're th- from Boston. That's right. I am from originally from New York, now in Connecticut, but much more towards the New York side. And Dave, yeah. since uh, college... We've had a, uh, a tension that's run through our relationship pretty that's much right. from the beginning. And that yeah. tension has everything to do with your hometown and my hometown and the pain and suffering that our sports allegiances have brought to our lives. Usually about sports, sometime mm-hmm. about the culture deeper. of the city. It goes yeah, it deeper. Goes, it, go, it runs deep. Um, it, 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 you know, it runs to those moments where you'd be showing me through Manhattan as one of my first trips to Manhattan mm-hmm. and, and saying, Dave, you don't understand. This is the way it works in New York. <laughs> and then you'd stumble by this statue and you go, see that statue? And I'd say, yeah. And you go, that's uh, something famous. All right, let's move on. <laughs> a, lot of, 
A lot of famous shit in New York. No, a lot of culture. You got a lot of culture in New York. So yeah, and you've got, and you have Tom Brady. That's yeah. Don't forget it. You know, we should probably. Can we just talk about the Super Bowl just for a little bit? Yeah, yeah. Let's talk a lot about the Super Bowl. Ah, I'm quite happy with. I can't believe I'm even bringing this up. I actually got into this argument with somebody the other day. Mm -hmm. I'm going to throw this out there for you. Now, how many? How many of you won now? With, with oh, Belichick Brady, so hard to get five. Yeah, five. And how many five wins, consecutive playoff runs, something, whatever it is. Yeah, it's legendary. I mean, it is. It is. Uh, it's it's nauseating. And you got to uh, let me ask you this. So, yes. for years when we were sitting together mm-hmm. in college, beyond even the Yankees were the evil empire, right? I, I think I know where you're going with this, and if the if the question is, do you know now you know what it feels like to be a Yankee fan? I think it's, a, it's pretty close. Do you know what it feels like to be a Yankee fan? Yeah. And B to understand that your team is as despised yes. as they are loved. Yeah. Do you understand the pain watching this year's Super Bowl delivered to ninety percent <laughs> of its audience? Not, I'm, not, I'm not kidding. Ninety percent of its audience watched that game in utter horror. I think I. Do but my question? I don't think you do. Well, I think I do. Well, I think you I, live listen. in a bubble. You live in a Boston <laughs> bubble where everything revolves around Brady and Belichick's brilliance. I don't think you understand the pain. We appreciate the greatness and nobility and perfection that is Tom Brady, and we just hope that you someday accept him in your heart oh, as well. That's all. Good God! But like you accepted Derek Jeter. <laughs> well, I'm glad you brought up happen. Jeter. No, right. no, yes, no. because I hope because because I'll take. That Brady is our version of Jeter because I, I actually like Jeter. So I'm going to tell my Jeter story Whoa. since you wanted me to tell my Jeter story, right? Of okay. course I did. So uh, there was a day at Fenway Park, and I happened to have uh, good seats that day to the point where I was kind of near the on deck circle, and Jeter was uh, swinging his bat around, getting ready to hit, and he was within earshot. Now, the, now the, I don't remember exactly what year it was, but it's probably like 2005, 2006. I think it was after the whole 03, 04 blood war, but sure. it doesn't matter. Sure. A-Rod was definitely on the team. And what had happened was the previous day in a different city, um, there had been this embarrassing moment where a, a pop fly had actually fallen right between A-Rod and, and Jeter. Mm-hmm. It was like, you got it, I don't have it, who has it? it? It literally fell. And so this day in Fenway, the next day, I screamed to Jeter, hey, Jeter, that was A-Rod's fault yesterday, right? And at first, for a beat, he completely ignores no. me. He keeps swinging his bat. And then he turns back a beat later, looks right at me, and he smiles, and he nods. He's like, yeah. He's like, yeah. He's like, yeah. He gave me kind of the double nod, like, uh-huh. I mean, that was a- there was no love it, lost between it, the two of them at that Well, point. I know. Sure, he was, he was but that, thrilled. I'll get, as much as I, I hated, you know, their, uh, Jeter and everything he did to us and that stupid inside-out swing, and uh, the overrated catch he made when he went when he stumbled into the stands and uh, bloodied his nose. Overrated. Yeah, overrated is right. That's overrated. right. Pokey Reese made the same catch three innings earlier, and he didn't stumble into the uh, stands like a clot. Anyway, literally, did you see but, his face swelled? I mean, it was like literally what would happen if you got punched in the face? You get bloody, and yeah. then your face swells, and it well, happens. Those, those metal seats are <laughs> unforgiving. Yes, they are. But I guess but, my point is, he's um. Uh, I would love him too if he was on my He's team. He's hard to hate, but there's some. Yeah. But isn't there? Brady's got something different in a negative way. I mean, I don't know if it's the Giselle thing. I don't know if it's the fashion. Oh, thing. he's weird too. He 
If you heard his nu- his nutrition he's... stuff, is like it's out there. Like what's that? His nutrition stuff. You haven't heard this? He oh he, yeah, he's, he's never, never eaten, eaten that a strawberry. The strawberry also, thing. Yeah. It's bullshit. But the guy. There's an I don't oh, know if it's first, arrogance. First, They're all uh, arrogance. First, right? first swear of the podcast. Oh, you said bullshit. Shit. That's okay. No, can we okay. do that. No. Yeah, we can. We're PG here, but no. But let's go back to the game for a second. Okay. So. Honestly, I want you to answer this in all honesty. Yes. Did the Patriots win that game, or did the Falcons lose? <laughs> no, I'm serious. Who cares? No, I mean... Like, I care. Can't you... The Falcons... I'm going to answer for you. Okay, go ahead. Falcons lost that game. They absolutely lost that game. There's no doubt about it. I mean, what was it? They were on the 20-yard line with on second down, or was it first down? They're on the, the Patriots yeah, when 20. When Julio caught the ball, they're on the 22-yard line. Yeah, and yes. If run, they run the ball three run, times, or even take a knee, run, take a field goal. Field goal, game. Well, there was still and these are And these are coaching geniuses, right? Well, yeah. Dan Quinn, what is it, Shanahan? Yeah, Shanahan and Quinn. They're not geniuses. Geniuses. Anymore. But so, a couple things. No. One, there was still four and a half minutes left. I'm not defending them. I don't Game's care. over. It's a 10-point game four at Four and a half minutes. Excuse me. Let's not forget his playing quarterback for the New England. Okay, number twelve, um, football Jesus. But um, so, yeah, you're right. They, but he, so here's my answer to your question. It's both, and the re, and the reason why it's both is because when you, if you've, I mean, you and I have both had illustrious uh, athletic careers, right? And so, no, if you've played at any level, even if it's like an intramural game or something like that. You know what it feels like on both ends. You know what it feels like when your team can do no wrong. And right. you know what it feels like when uh, it's slipping yeah. away. And when yeah. it's slipping away, we don't like to think that we panic, but you do. And the reason you panic... What were you thinking? Yeah. I'm serious. I want to know what David Yaz was thinking when it was first and 10, second 10, whatever it was, Atlanta's ball on the New England 20. Are you thinking, we got this? No, no, no. Yeah, I remember exactly the game's what over. I thought. I remember exactly what I thought. Oh, I thought to myself. Patriots, I thought to myself. Well, first of all, that catch was unbelievable by Julio Jones. Jones. And, and no one will ever remember that catch. That's no, the sad I, part. No, no, it's over. Remember. It's finished. Well, it was a damn good catch. But yeah. um, but what I was thinking was, my in the moment it always goes by so quickly. So people are like, oh, you must have thought it was over. It's like, no, we don't. You don't think that way as a fan. You think irrationally. So we were desperate. Now we had we had uh, the Patriots had made a great play, the strip sack and scored. So we thought we had a little bit of momentum. So this we're still clinging to this hope. What I thought at that moment was, if I really stop and pause the DVR right now and actually did the math. It's probably going to come out to there's no friggin' way we win this. Yeah. But I didn't want to. Yeah. I was. I, I said, there's no way I'm going to. And then, yeah, then they screw up. And but um, say hi to Chauncey, though. Yeah, but this the the podcast dog guest the, the the official dog of the <laughs> of the shuttle, the, uh, shuttle podcast. Chauncey <laughs> is here. Nine year old golden doodle. He looks. Um, he looks very um, regal. Noble. Yeah, regal. He's regal. Exactly. I have better if words. If you were a beagle, you can be a real beagle. I have the best words, by the way. You, <laughs> yes, bigly. You, yes. Okay, so do you have any questions about why Tom Brady's so good? Look, I just, yeah. I'm not even going to ask that, but as soon as Atlanta kicked the ball after that debacle of a pass, pass, run combination, yeah. and the Patriots took the ball over on, what was it, the three or something, or the five, whatever, I don't remember. What? Yeah. I knew the game was over. See, I and that's oh, I knew it was. Oh, come on! Uh, 
Come on, that's you when know the Tom Brady Belichick. I turned to the guys we were watching with. I said, "This game's over." They won. I hate the two-point conversion. Hate that. that. Well, the two-point conversion is, you, you know, it, it, it's the bane of my what, Chauncey? <laughs> what, what does your dog mean when he gives me the nose to the forearm like that? That's pet is me. That now. Oh, okay. Pet me now. Okay. Yeah. Good. You dog. can't start once you start. You can't stop. Um, so, I'm not sure what that means. So. Um, <laughs> Uh, 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 I, I, I have a thing about the two-point conversion. I hate it. And the Patriots actually lost the AFC Championship game last year when we had this miraculous comeback and Gronk scored a touchdown, and then we went for the two points and we failed. And I just hate, ugh, I hate the two-point conversion. Okay. So like even if I mean people, uh, someone said it well. It's like the Patriots won three coin flips. Like the, the no matter how good you are, two-point conversion is still yes, Johnson. It's still um, sort of a toss-up. Like no. if you don't happen to call the right player, you're, you're right. And the technically, unless yeah. somebody said that, unless Atlanta ran the kickoff back for a touchdown in overtime, wow. New England was winning that game. Somebody actually had the best quote. They said, "For three quarters of that, no, no, was it three quarters? For a half or three quarters of that game, Matt Ryan was the better quarterback on the field. Mm-hmm. For the rest of the game, Tom Brady was the greatest quarterback of all time." Yeah. And that explains everything. But but let me go back to this New York thing because I, watching that game, I'm supposed to. Yeah. And you'll you'll ask me later. But this is my podcast. Okay. Um, for now. Hey, sit. Let's, as long as your attack dog sit. is mauling me, because <laughs> he's on my team. <laughs> he is. So, Good watching that game, which which by all acknowledgments and by all rational acknowledgments, is one of the greatest games ever played in history. Yes. And I couldn't enjoy it. <laughs> because right. it was the goddamn Patriots, right? So and you, I think about half of the yeah. people watching that game felt the same way. Now, when you were watching the Yankees win World Series in let's let's not go way back, but let's talk about ninety six, no, ninety eight, yeah, ninety nine. You know what's a good? Uh, what's a good? Well, there was one. This is this is maybe a good and not so good a comparison. The, uh, in one I think when the Yankees. Oh. Had a couple ridiculous walk-offs. Right, uh, that was nine eleven, and they won yeah. those the, the Arizona games with the brocious home run and and things like that. Yep, yep. That's right against BK Kim, who oh, the, then the right. Red Sox and all their wisdom go out and sign the guy the next season. <laughs> Idiots. But um, but then they failed miserably and heartbreakingly against the Kurt Schilling and Randy right. Johnson and company. Right. So. I interrupted you. I, th- I thought you were going to ask me, was I, did I take, uh, you know, what's the word, the German word, Schadenfreude? Schadenfreude. Yeah. yeah. In the, of course, yeah. I always want them to lose. <laughs> and that's, the, I mean, it was, I couldn't appreciate how great the game was because it was the goddamn Patriots. Well, ironically, no, if you, okay, so let me ask you, if it were the Jets, your team, I know. Well, that's I part of it, too, because the Jets suck. Well, I know it's impossible to right. imagine, but just. I'm a weird, which is, by the way, it should be stated for this podcast. Yeah. Most people from New York are aligned either, very clearly, yeah. Giants, Yankees, yeah. Jets, Mets. That's that how right? the alignment works. One hundred percent. You will find those two teams in their. Tennis. Every once in a while, you get. An I outlier. got a. I'm an outlier. I'm a Yankee yeah. Jet fan, and it hasn't been good to oh, me. Oh, you're the. Okay, so wait. Say it I'm again. the outlier. You're the outlier. Most Yankee fans are ninety five percent of the times. Yankee fans are Giants fans, okay. and Mets fans are Jets fans. Huh? Yeah. I wouldn't have thought that because I I always liked always. I always liked that you were fans of those teams, but probably because they're direct rivals with. 
my teams. Not the, but why? Uh, yeah, I'm torture. Yeah, the Gi- like Giant. Call, I know Giants. The Giants beat the Patriots in Super twice. Bowl twice. Twice. I don't get that. Yeah. Does anybody call that a rivalry? It's not a rivalry. It's more like a thing. It is a thing they you have. You want to Like that. we hear from. Yeah, you want to. Like I have friends that. who like got on social media. Like the day after this Super Bowl, and said, "Just goes to show you, only the Giants can beat the Patriots in the in the Super Bowl." To which I responded, to, "To which I responded, yeah, it's a it's a big day for the Giants. When's the parade? You know." <laughs> but uh, but so I always liked your teams. I don't know. I I res, I, I oh god. Oh, As a Boston fan, I will to us it, with our weird color glasses or the way we look at the world. Um, we hate everything about the Yankees and the fans, mm-hmm. but I think we will always take a Yankee fan over a Met fan. Because to us, the Met fans, uh, stereotypically, are like the Long Island guy. The Met, Greg Jeffries is one of the greatest hitters <laughs> in history. Uh, I love getting the hot dog and watching uh, uh, Ray Knight uh, score this that is, against the World Series. This is 86. Stra- strawberries. This is 1986. Yeah, just drumming to your surface. Yeah. I'm not doing it. Yeah, well, but, yeah. All right. And then... So, um, I, I don't know, but maybe, but Jets. But right are, now, as a Patriots yeah. fans, can't look at Jets fans with anything other than pity, right? You look at us like we think of you as being our you. biggest rivalry, <laughs> and you think you. of us as being completely irrelevant. And you know what that does? That yeah. pisses me off. Well, the, <laughs> that pisses me off. No, no, I, for whatever it's worth, the, by the way, the Jets. So the Patriots lost two games this year. One of them was with against the Seahawks. They played us tough at home. Right. The other one was Jacoby Brissett as which the quarterback count. and injured, which doesn't count. The the next closest game the Patriots was, had was yeah. against the Jets. We play you guys yeah. closer than we should, but it, it doesn't matter because they always, my, my franchise is in fucking shambles. <laughs> hey, there I go again. See, we are we we never yes. we didn't have this conversation about whether we're cursing or not, but I'm I'm cursing. Oh no, that's okay. Right, Good. and my franchise is in shambles, and yours. The only hope I had before that Super Bowl, I said, I hope Tom Brady has a huge game and the Patriots win. And then after the game, we'll say, that's enough. Right. That's enough. I'm done. I'm finished. And then maybe the Jets start clawing away at this gap. Oh, go get him, Sean. Hi. Hi. Everybody, I want you to meet my wife and daughter who have just invaded the podcast. Yeah. Well, you know, it's... When you record a podcast and these these humble beginnings, yes. sometimes you get so. Uh, or a garage band, and sometimes Michael's the lovely wife kids and come into the garage, right? From dance practice, right? We have, by the way, we have no pants on right now. Also, <laughs> right. just want to make that clear. It should go without saying. So let me ask you a question. This is what I wanted to ask you before. Is and this is more of a broad philosophical question. Is it is it is are sports fair? And it's, it's I'm sort of asking a leading question that maybe they aren't fair because. So let's say uh, Brady leads a valiant comeback, and like one of those two-point conversions just don't work. Like uh, Amendola yeah, yeah. doesn't quite get in. Um, Patriots lose by one point or two, but whatever they lose by, lose by two points. Um, the lasting memory of that game will probably be Brady's pick six when he throws the pick six. And he falls down trying way, to tackle the guy. Just your description of that scenario. I have an erection now. I mean, it's. I seriously I Did have an erection. Did it move a little bit? It moved more than a little no, but bit. Like Chauncey is, just left the room. So the so so you see what I'm saying though? Like it it shouldn't. And that's okay, the way that's, sports works. Like like. But that's the thing about the Patriots. They that doesn't seem to happen. Make that. that doesn't happen. BS. I I call BS. Am I supposed to swear? I call bullshit because. 
um, it has happened to us. Like, you oh. could say, oh, he's never had a heart. Yes, he's had two huge heartbreaking defeats. Yeah, the freaking yeah, right, Tyree right, catch, right, right. which, by the way, um, yeah, th- yeah, that, those that, are heartbreakers. I can't imagine. Those are bad. But that's not as I, bad as Atlanta must feel right now. Well, but, it's the same kind of deal. And that's right, why right. you file this under. You couldn't make it up. Like, the, the Edelman catch was just like the, the Tyree catch or the... The catch that Seahawks threw. The Which do you think it was curse. worse, being an Atlanta yeah. fan this year, yeah. or being a Red Sox fan in two thousand and three? When no Aaron Boone hits the home run, it's it's obviously uh, the Red Sox fan because no, really? Yeah. Oh yes. I mean that was awful. I get it, but yeah, but, but you, this was no. We cool. had, we had a holy trinity of getting kicked in the nuts. <laughs> That's Grady Little, right? That was Grady Little, but right, we had right. we had the, the Trinity was we are each time at the hands of the Yan- of the Yankees, right? No, one at the Mets, so all three New York teams, but, right? Right. But it, we were we were uh, smitten, but not smitten. We were uh, cursed, uh, for lack of a better word, by uh, an opposing player who was a banjo shortstop. Piece of crap, pretty boy who once starred in the Dallas banjo. Cowboys. A banjo hitter, Bucky Dent. Oh, okay. So there Bucky Dent in '78, an opposing player. Um, Bill Buckner in '86. Even though it wasn't his fault, we all we uh, all the, forgive the, Bill. Right? Well, but, I mean, he, well, the, the game was already. Kirby enthusiasm gave him his great, great episode. Right, right, yeah, great episode. And then our own manager in, with Grady Little. Right. Um, which I still, I don't know. It, it, it's, it goes to show you a lot about sports is the narrative. Like, it becomes the narrative. Like, Grady Little didn't take Pedro out. You remember the hit that doomed Pedro? You, you, do you remember? Uh, who hit it? I can't remember who hit it. Was it, no, it wasn't Posada. Good, it was good, before yeah. his time. Yes, no, it was Posada. It was Posada. Right, right, right. Okay. And do you remember where the hit landed? No. It was a blue pit. It landed in shallow it's center field. Pit. I mean, that's how the Yankees lost the 2001 World that's Series. True. So it was a Gonzalez. blue pit to Luis Gonzalez. But, but it's like it's not fair. Like, it's not like, fair. Like, but, Grady, like Grady, why didn't you take Pedro out? Everybody blames him. He got run out of town. But, he lost his job. Pit, like pit, Nobody blames Pedro. And, and plus, the, the hit was a blue pit. Like, but so at the much, time, yeah. don't you think people watching that game, Red Sox fans and, and others, mm-hmm. are saying to themselves... It's the Yankees. Of course, that's what's going to happen. Yes, that's exactly and that's what I said. That's the same thing that happened. Well, that's in okay. The Super so Bowl. yes, it's nice to be on the other side. Although I'm, I just, it's, it's nice to be on the. Other I just, side. I think, but it goes I, to show you, I'm karma, done with it. But I'm done. But karma comes around, right? Like you guys had every break go your way. How many years? This 14 years you won the 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 East, right? 14. Well, you can't. Karma comes around. When's it coming around? No, we. We lost those two games to the Giants in very heartbreaking fashion. And we've lost other oh, games as so well. so you earned this. We had yeah. to go a, a torturous 10 years in the middle without winning a Super Bowl. Right. Now, uh, Bill you know, Belichick yeah. sold his soul to the devil. There's no question. And he's going to burn in fiery hell for all the turn. And I don't care. And I think you're probably right. Probably. He's not a, well, that explains he's not a nice man. That makes me feel better. I met him once. Uh, meat is a stretch of a word, but he was sitting at a restaurant. <laughs> and it seemed like innocent enough for me to quickly go up and say a word. And I said, I went up to him. He was with his daughter, so I probably shouldn't have interrupted. Uh-oh. But I said, Coach, I don't want to take up your time. I just want to say thank you. Just like uh, your success of the Patriots is so, makes my family so happy. We share it. Thank you so much. And he went, <laughs> didn't, <laughs> didn't crack a smile. And so 
I left and I turned and my Murmur. friend said, God, he didn't even give me the time of day. And I and, and to which I said, yeah, I love that guy. Give him a like, harum. <laughs> give him a harum. I, yeah, like, but I, I mean. I hear Tom Brady's actually supposed to be a nice guy, but competitive as I've shit, heard, but a nice guy. I've heard both. I've heard yeah. he's a nice guy. I've heard he's kind of a, a jerk. No, well, um, Super Bowl's over. All I know is the Jets, the Jets are going to be a bad football team for years. And it, it just... I'm, I'm, so you, it's so baseball you, season. I'm ready. I get into a fight in the office all the time because I've got coworkers who are so obsessed with the Jets. They keep bringing it up and keep bringing it up. And I said, "It's over." It's it's. it's they bring it up with hope in their voice. No, the opposite. They're oh. just screaming, "Oh, we gotta cut this guy. We gotta. The, the team needs to fly in the plane into a building, and it's all the." And I said, "Look, let's move into baseball season." And well, that's part of the problem. So we should mention it's yeah spring training now, it, it right? Is. Just started in spring training. Uh huh. Yeah, and there's a weird optimism around the Bronx, despite the fact that and you got these young players and that right. But the, and here's here's who's that big crazy. beefy guy who just hit the ball like five hundred oh, feet Judge. or something. Aaron Judge, you know, he's literally all or nothing. He is Dave Kingman come alive. Like he's either gonna hit it out of the park or he's gonna swing so hard he's gonna shatter his back. I love that movie he did. Office Space was excellent. It's very, oh, that's Mike, it's Mike Judge. Judge. It's, very, it's very clever. So, yeah. Actually, I just read a stat that, that you ready for a geek stat? Yes. Aaron Judge had the highest exit velocity of any player in the major leagues last year. That's right, <laughs> exit velocity. That is how hard you shit right. after having Mexican food at and... Chi-Chi's for the third straight night. Um, <laughs> I was going to say his wife is like, honey, you can take it a little slower tomorrow night. Just saying. Um, the, 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 that's got to that's gotta be one of the stupidest steps. Like, why do we well, they're trying to measure the power of the ball coming off the bat. Who cares? Well, apparently there's a correlation between people who are good and have high exit velocity. But he only played, I don't know, he had 60 balls that he hit or something like that. Can you tell but us I, more about that correlation? Ram, ram, ram. Yeah. But okay. I was, I was thinking about this, but, you know, the Yankees have all this young talent, and we're really excited about it. I, I think we know we're not necessarily going to win this year, but we got something to look forward to. Yeah. But you know what Me the problem the is? Doth protest too much. Go ahead. The Red Sox... Have just as much young talent, yeah. but they're already here, mm-hmm. and it. I, I just, I think I'm in for another season so, of pain. Let me ask you this. I mean, this like, is what, the theme of this episode right yeah. now, right? I'm in pain, and it's all about you. You're usually in pain, mm-hmm. listeners. You will discover this. I'm as, in New as York the year, as the weeks go on. I'm a neurotic Jew from New York. Yeah, yes, right. I'm uh, less slightly less neurotic. Half Jew from <laughs> Boston, maybe maybe that's why. But um, like, do we go through phases where? Okay, so think about when the Yankees in the recent golden era, uh, Jeter, Posada, Bernie, right. Mo, the right. whole day. Um, was there any point where you kind of said to yourself, you know what, I'm pretty satisfied right now? Oh like, hell yeah! Okay, it was it was during that run with the World Series. I remember they won the. Th- Third one. Let me let me let me go through this again. You see, they had, won four. Jeter, uh, Jeter won five all together. Right? Four out of five. Four years. out of five years. And then in the fifth, uh, the sixth year, they lost in the World Series. Right. So they, right. So the only they actually made Two um, five World Series in six years. Right. They won four of them. Um, the third one, I can't remember. It might have been against San Diego. I think they won the World Series, and I remember sitting in a bar with a bunch, a couple of other Yankee fans, and we were like. Hey, cool. And yeah. We raised our glasses and we clicked it. And it was the least climactic World Series win of all time. It was yeah. cool. 
but it felt like no big yeah. deal. And well, that's right. that's and not it, good. It, yeah, it, it becomes less. That's fun. not good. Is that where you yeah. are with the Patriots? Well, or with the Red Sox? Strangely, even. with the Red Sox. Strangely, with the Red Sox, because or, or, or at least, I see. I've hit that reset button. I want this yeah. win. I want this team to win bad, and well, I want them to win now. Well, the Sox. Most people say the the Red Sox. Boston fans tend to think of the '04 Sox season as the best season of of any that we've ever witnessed of any sport because it ended in 86 year drought with the benefit of hindsight i i actually my favorite is actually 13 because i loved um the whole theme with the after the marathon bombing yeah, and the yeah. healing in boston and that's strong what, and all that's that. what uh, 2001 was supposed to be for us it with was. Uh, 9-11 yeah but you guys but we lost yeah, yeah we had won a lot well but i guess my point is that I have a more sort of casual attitude about the Sox. Now, unfortunately, they'll figure out a way to rope me back in and, and maybe break my heart again. But but you're all pompous yeah. winners now <laughs> that can't yeah. imagine not yeah. having your team. And like 2013 for us was like a bonus year. Like we got the two, we got one, we got another, so it wasn't a fluke. And then uh, the 13 kind of came out of nowhere with Johnny Gomes and Victorino, yeah. a bunch of like these. But um, Victorino, yeah. God. And with the Patriots, so um, let's keep bringing it back to Boston sports game. Um, it's like it's like it's funny because you would think that after that we beat the Seahawks with that ridiculous game, which you think you thought we couldn't top with Malcolm Butler making the interception. Right, right. We've got now we've, Brady's got his fourth. He's got his uh, um, and that's as much as Joe Montana. And like when is enough enough? But then Roger Goodell. Fucks the whole thing just up. Gave him the little he, carrot. He just, just because gave him without, the carrot. Without the whole stupid deflate gate thing, mm-hmm. this one would have been just another. Oh, the Patriots won. He didn't again. tell him to fuck off, though. Didn't you think he was going to tell him to fuck off? Um, I don't know. Like when you look back, isn't this kind of what we should have expected? Like why? Why would he? He's come that far, and he's held his head high, and he's taken the high road. And Kraft got in a little dig, as he is wont to do. Yeah. And Belichick just went, mmm, 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 He's the least happy. I got us. Yeah, I know. He did crack a smile after the game. I mean, he it did. was a pretty big thing. But that guy is just, he can't be a happy person, right? I hate, I, I actually genuinely hate how he treats reporters. And maybe because I was a, a reporter, albeit not for a, a major news organization, but he, he's such a dick he's, he's, he's just a dick he, he doesn't care about no, anyone anybody else exactly and it's kind of how people say he treats his players too right the second you fade there's no love you're just gone and that's right? uh, i mean you know what's his name who did he trade this the linebacker uh jamie collins right 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 as soon as you start showing a little bit of yeah either they're all lack of interest or whatever it is you're gone there's no shadow to right. him yeah and by the way what people people in New England assume that that Brady is the only exception, and there's no way. Don't be so sure. You heard it here first. Don't be so sure if in his head Garoppolo is the heir apparent, and they keep Garoppolo for one more year, and then after that, guess who leaves? Brady. They yeah. get rid of him. Yeah. They get rid of him. Don't be so surprised. Think about it. If he really dispassionately evaluates all his players. Yeah. He got rid of Ty Law. He got rid of Lawyer Malloy. He got rid of Mike Vrabel. He got rid of Adam Vinatieri. He got, they all left. They all left. Richard Seymour. They gets rid of all of them when they're, when the value is right. If he's really following that, he should get, he should get rid of Brady. I have a question. Sacrilege. Go ahead. How much would it be worth, not, let me rephrase. Mm. Um, Bill Belichick becomes a free agent 
Mm. How much should the Jets pay Bill Belichick <laughs> to become their head coach? I'm HC saying of the NY Jets. thirty to forty million dollars a year. <laughs> thirty to forty million dollars a year. That'll do it. You know what's weird? Could could they actually do? The, well, I don't I don't know what his contract situation is like. Well, coaches usually under. I mean, they have contracts, obviously, but they do expire, right? I mean, they no, no, yeah, it, 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 I don't know when it ends, but it does end. But, thirty million dollars. I would give him thirty million dollars a year to coach the Jets tomorrow. I think the franchise would probably give him more than that, right? <laughs> You're right. Okay, fifty million, fifty million, fifty million dollars to coach the New York Jets. Yes. And how long do you think it would take Bill Belichick to turn this moribund, <laughs> bullshit, disaster of a franchise into a contender? I, I guess three years. Oh, I don't, that's I don't know. it. Don't you think? God, then maybe he's worth more than fifty. But the thing is, why don't more people copy him? I feel like they really don't. Like How he we turn back into this. I'm going to end this conversation now. <laughs> okay. Goddamn Patriots. Let's let's take a break on the shuttle. Your new favorite podcast coming to you live from historic and scenic Westport, Connecticut, which is completely random. To this this podcast is brought to you Michael. by Chauncey the Dog. <laughs> Chauncey for your licking, humping, petting needs. Chauncey the Dog fully satisfies. There's no place he won't drool. On any fool, that's Chauncey. Just visit www.chaunceylicksmyass.com. <laughs> Just mention the word shuttle but and receive a free hump. And, Cha- and Chauncey will come to your house and drool on you and hump you. Thank you. More later. <laughs>